I heard a story this week that I couldn't pass up telling you. So although I said there'd be no episode this week, I decided to surprise you with a little story about the Lake Powell monster. Welcome to Mystery Kitch Podcast. A few weeks ago, as a family, we went down to a place called Lake Powell. So I live in Utah, and Lake Powell's about five plus ish hours from my house. So it's on the border of Utah and Arizona. And Lake Powell is very different than other lakes. So normally, when you go to a lake, it is surrounded by like forests or you know trees nice beaches lake powell is very very interesting because lake powell is a man-made reservoir on the colorado river in utah and arizona and it's really cool because it's made in all these canyons and crevices so basically think about the grand canyon and if it got filled with water that's how it would be. There's literally canyons, there's little alcoves you can go in, and then that's where little kind of sandy beaches are. It's such a unique experience to go to Lake Powell, and it's so, so beautiful there. But the water is extremely deep because it is in a canyon. So it makes it kind of dark, but the weather's really warm. There's a lot to do there. A couple years ago, we went on a houseboat. It's just the funnest place to go vacation. But it had me wondering if maybe there was a monster. I've heard stories of lake monsters all over the place. And I wondered if there happened to be a Lake Powell monster. So I did some research. Usually when you hear about a lake monster, you think of Nessie, right? You think of this like ancient old body that has like the long necks and the humps. And usually that's what people see is the humps in the water far out. But what happens when the witness sees something that breaks free from the normal description of a lake monster? You have to make a category of its own, right? Well, that's how skinfin was known. So in Lake Powell, skinfin is a truly unique aquatic beast. So if eyewitness accounts are to be taken seriously, the monster possesses a large dorsal fin like that of a shark, a body built like an elephant, a flat wide tail of a manatee, a head and neck like a miniature brontosaurus. Its skin is described as being dark and oily black and smooth like that of an eel, which I could imagine because the water there is really dark. So it does kind of, I, I can imagine seeing something creepy like that in the water. So skin fin also appears to differ from the lake monster cousins, not only in looks, but towards its attitude towards people. While most up-close encounters with these water beasts describe creatures that are more shy or standoffish or curious, Skinfin appears to want to inflict some harm to those that should not be in his home. This bad attitude is showcased in its most famous sighting or encounter of the creature, which took place in the 1950s. So Eric Paget in 1958 was out with his father enjoying the lake. So the pair had been out water skiing and had a great time until they came face to face with Skinfin. While his father pulled him behind the boat, the resident monster decided to make its appearance. A large neck and head broke the surface from below and positions itself right behind Eric. 
Seeing what was happening, his father quickly turned the boat and sent Eric off to the side, away from the head of the beast and down into the water. Skinfin took notice of this and changed its directions right towards the boy. Now it was approaching with its mouth wide open and its teeth showing. Mr. Paget sped up and drove the boat directly to the path of Eric and Skinfin made a quick work of pulling his son out of the water. As the monster approached the boat, it dove beneath the surface and disappeared after Eric was pulled out of safety. The only thing that was left behind was the fast-moving wake. After explaining this to other people on the lake that day, an impromptu monster hunting party was formed and the lake was searched, but Skinfin was never found. That is until a few months later when a large decaying body of an unidentifiable, unidentifiable, aquatic beast washed up on a shore. A spectacle was made of the discovery and the head of the creature was removed and sent to scientific study to determine just what the thing was. The specimen made its way all the way to the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C., where it was finally identified as that of a decaying black tip shark. So there you have it. Skin fin was nothing more than an out-of-place shark. Case closed. But is it? So, as you can remember me telling you, Arizona and Utah, this is not anywhere near an ocean, which sharks have been known to swim swim up rivers and go into lakes, but this is nowhere near an ocean. So, this is the interesting part of this story. This actually didn't happen in Lake Powell, Arizona. It happened in Powell Lake, Florida, a lake that sits near the Florida panhandle and would easily explain why a coastal shark would end up in it. Since the names of the lake are almost identical and one just happens to have a legend of a monster living within it, the story was used as a true tale to prove Scootin' Finn's existence. Facts were embellished and it became this monster legend. It happens a lot with monster legends. You want to hear it and you want to believe it's true. So if a lake monster is said to reside in Wisconsin and someone hears of a story that took place on a lake with the same name in Louisiana, with something odd happening, it's not difficult for the storyteller to forget to mention, intentionally or unintentionally, the details of where this story occurred. The story then spreads like wildfire and a false story becomes facts. So I remember reading this story and going, oh my gosh, they found a shark in Lake Powell. That is absolutely crazy. And by the end of it, when I learned it was Powell Lake, I was rolling. I thought it was so funny because I was like, that is just, how did that shark get there? Like someone had to have delivered that shark as a baby and the water would be way too cold. Anyways, it just made me laugh. So I hope that that was a great story for you. And I hope you have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time on the Mystery Kids podcast. Thanks for listening.